everyone welcome to the play choices podcast to podcast you here i'm your host b hi guys i'm the co-host lucas so we're going to spend this episode discussing chapters three through four of laws of attraction so this episode will not be spoiler safe if you do want to avoid spoilers for laws of attraction chapters one through four please go read those first and we'll be here for you to come back and listen i don't even know what there is to say to preface these next two chapters all i have to say is damn they're long they're long there are they are so long they're so long. Like, I was really hoping to squeeze chapter five into this episode, and I finished chapter three, and I said, there's no way. <laughs> there's no fucking way. And I'm not complaining. I'm actually quite enjoying the book so far. I don't know how to say this necessarily, but like, okay, Open Heart, which I generally try not to talk about other series in the same episode, but Open Heart, they did confirm that it's ending on his third book, so they're not going to continue after his third book, which is for the best, because I think everyone at this point kind of hates Open Heart. Like, even the Ethan stands seem to have turned on Ethan. Oh, that's so me. It's just kind of, there's just there's just a lot of fans that are, like, really, really angry after learning that it's the last book, because they basically felt like they put zero effort into the book, which I can't say that I disagree with them. Uh, I'm trying to reserve the majority of my opinions for later because I haven't personally read book three but I don't know it's just kind of interesting because they put in like what seems to be literal dust into open heart book three which is weird because it was like a huge money maker for them and for laws of attraction it seems like I some people are not into laws of attraction because it's another one of those like career competition books I'm actually quite enjoying it to be honest with you I'm really enjoying the plot and really enjoying the characters so I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to watch them like give literal sawdust to open heart and then like to <laughs> open up laws of attraction and to have like a much more like robust plot, I guess, yes. coming from it. Yes. It's very interesting to watch. But let's just go ahead and start off. It's Laws of Attraction, chapter three called Parentis Loco. I have no idea what that title means, and I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing it correctly. I don't know if that's Latin or something. And as a reminder, the default MC name is Quinn Michaels, and the chapter summary is you're facing off in your first court case. Can you handle the pressure? So the last time that we left off with chapter two, we were left off on this cliffhanger of Sadie calling everyone into the office. So Quinn and team will arrive and they'll find Sadie, Gabe, and Mrs. Redwing, which is the mother to Elijah, who's the kid scientist from the Koenig case. Sadie will reveal that Koenig offered a settlement um, that the other families have accepted. Basically, they did some research the plaintiff hired their own scientist and then a firm also hired their own scientist and they test the water and found that they couldn't actually find that there were any chemicals in the water they did offer a settlement but it was much smaller than anyone had actually anticipated and they didn't really have any like legal ground to kind of push back and ask for more because of the test results that came back Miss Redwing will storm out because she's upset the money isn't necessarily enough to cover the cost of like medical care that she's had to take on for Elijah. And just overall, the entire team seems pretty regretful that they can't assist any further with the case. And Quinn will kind of think to themselves that the case isn't over. So that's some pretty obvious foreshadowing there. <laughs> Which I did not like. I was like, why can't we be done? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like this whole idea of like really trying to like, there, there's just big corporations that get away with doing shady shit all the time so the idea yeah. that like this book would be so heavy plot on like oh we're gonna take this one company down it's just not like i don't know it's just like a been there done that plot and it's just kind of like boring in a sense like i think it's much more understandable and likely that like you take that face value and know that like you can't win them all and like let's just go win another case he over here like I know this isn't the last of it. And I'm like, damn, Quinn, why? Like, <laughs> let it go. Like, I really don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I'm, again, I'm not that, like, well-versed in law. So I feel like even in, like, these next two chapters, there are some things that Quinn notices that can kind of, like, get them a different angle into the case, which is really interesting. But I just really don't know what they're going to come up with from a plot perspective to, like, revisit this case. You know what I mean? Like, I just genuinely have no idea 
what they're going to do, but obviously we're going to revisit it. I mean, to be very honest with you, this whole, like, fighting for the small guy Mm -hmm. lawyer, like you said, is overdone. But I also feel like, I mean, um, we'll get into this later on in the chapter, but we run into a lawyer who's like, everyone deserves representation, even the people who aren't necessarily the good person and pay a lot for it. And I genuinely feel like if we had the opportunity to play a character like that, someone who is just more like, I got to make money and somebody's got to represent them. So why not me? I feel like people would be turned off by it. Like, I don't think a lot of people want to feel like they're taking the side of like the big bad corporation right. which is why they push this kind of stuff because i think if you did play that type of character i mean you could i don't think there's an i don't think there's a problem with giving people the option but i think if they like actually wrote it into the plot that's the kind of person mc was i think a lot of people would kind of drop out of the story at that point because people want to you know play the the good guy you know yeah and it's crazy because most of the options like i'm like oh i'm choosing this option because like that's just something a good person would do and it'd be like you're fighting for the little man and i'm like okay, yeah I'm <laughs> they're like, like plus the small guy <laughs> i'm like okay all right <laughs> you're like no i'm just being like an ethical lawyer that is all that's it, is. it. that's it. <laughs> there's like one option later on when you're talking to like i think her name is ava and you're like just let us do our jobs and then it's like you're pure law <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I'm just doing my fucking job. Like I'm literally telling my my you know the person that I'm taking care of. Like, yo, calm down. I got this. Okay. Like, literally, right. like, this this is my job. Like, that's like literally her going to a mechanic, and he's like, no, no, no. Trust me, I can fix your car. <gasps> mechanic points. Like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> like, like you're just saying I want to do my fucking job. <laughs> So anyway, we get some we get some pretty like big foreshadowing that at some point that case is gonna come come back. But in the meantime, the next morning passes. Gabe will post the leaderboards for the competition. So what spot did you land in? Period first, first. Right. After buying all them damn diamond seeds, I better be in fucking first. I swear to God, but just like literally a motivation for me to do the diamond things later on. Cause I was like, I'm first, I gotta stay first. Can't let no bitch catch me slipping. I gotta be honest, sometimes in these plot lines, even if you pick all the diamond scenes, they'll like write something that will like flip the positioning just to correct drama. Oh. So I have no doubt they're gonna do that for this book at some point. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I actually really don't give a shit about the partner position anymore. Like, cause I feel like inevitably, like, we who know else are they gonna get give it. it to? We're the MC. Yeah, like, like we, you know, is, like we, we're gonna get it. <laughs> who else is gonna get it? So I don't really give a fuck about like the competition, but for me, on like a case by case basis, I genuinely do get very intrigued into each case. So like that is kind of what drives me to spend yes, time. Yes, they are interesting. So, yeah, they're like really, really interesting to see like what Quinn notices to get a win. So this is when Gabe will quickly transition into another case, which is pro bono we learned that the plaintiff whose name is willow harrington is suing her nanny ava for vaccinating her child without her knowledge so technically ava did have like a medical proxy to have like legal permission to make medical decisions for the child but once willow found out that ava vaccinated her child she took offense with that and is now taking it to court also just in general like it's a very big decision for pixelberry to talk about vaccines right now (laughs) like I mean, huge. I was so shocked. Yeah. It was very, it's very on the nose, but to be honest, like, I think I'm kind of used to it from Pixelberry at this point, because this is just something that they do. Like, they, they like to bring up, I guess, relevant world issues whenever they can. I don't think it's good nor bad. I just thought it was interesting that they created a case, and the fact that they created a case that was outside of, you know, a pandemic i'm glad they're not writing the pandemic into their stories because i could not physically i could not emotionally play through a book like that i know right but like it is interesting that they found a way to make a comment on it right and it also is interesting because like literally everybody in the firm is like pro vax like there was not a single person in the group that took willow side no and it's so funny because literally all of them were like you cannot be serious like why are we even doing this case she is right like next 
which I personally think is very unrealistic. Like I can tell you that I work in a field where like everyone is educated where I work. And I can tell you that not everyone that I work with is pro-vaccine. Quite a few of them run like the dark website of anti-vaxxing. <laughs> so I don't think that's realistic at all. But, you know, PB is trying to create an environment where they're like, Obviously, vaccines are a good thing to do, which I do agree with them. If you are not vaccinated, I'd highly encourage you to get vaccinated. Okay, so Quinn will be pretty uniquely upset by the case. I will say out of the entire group, definitely seems the most like upset about it and will want to handle the deposition themselves. And then Gabe will ask Quinn to bring Bo along. And the narration will kind of give us a warning that there are certain dialogue choices that are upcoming that will either improve or worsen the relationships you have. So Quinn will be given the option to either be friendly or defensive to Bo joining them. So what option did you pick? I chose friendly. Yeah, I really don't understand what the benefit of being mean to Bo is. Like, yeah, no, I don't. It's like... The... The options to make Quinn this, like, bitchy lawyer is not who his character is. Quinn is very, like, I need all the help. I want to fight for the little man. I want to, like, win the case. And, like, I just can't see him being mean to anyone for any reason. And, like, they put this, they went out of their way to be like, oh, you know, you could be nice to him. And, like, it be progressive and a good thing but like why can't we just be nice to him to just be nice to him like why does like why is there an incentive not to be bitchy well i will preface that that's how you play quinn i'm sure that there are probably players out there that are playing them as like a bitchy character because i mean you're given the option to so i don't like i wouldn't feel comfortable saying that this is not who quinn is because clearly there is an option to make quinn that type of person right but I just I don't know how many people are realistically picking the option to because to just like antagonize someone for the sake of antagonizing them. I mean, one, it just doesn't for me as a person feel good to be like mean to someone for no reason. But also, too, it's like, how is that like at the end of the day, we're on a team. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like we're we're in competition with each other. And like, don't you think that if inevitably, if MC were to win the competition, that you would want Bo to be like happy for you at right. the end of it, right? Like right. I just don't understand what the benefit of being a dick to him is gonna be. Like, do I necessarily like him? Like, not really, but I also don't dislike him per se so like why not be nice to him especially if gabe already told us bo's going with you so like why would i be a bitch to him and be like all right come on ho come on fuck <laughs> <laughs> you but come on bitch <laughs> like, yes or even like the option was like as long as he doesn't stand in my way you don't even know like come on like you don't even know the evidence bo was like, in last place what stand in your way is he gonna do <laughs> He's literally not gonna. I'm sorry, Bo, but you are literally. Bo is a family disgrace. You think he gonna stop you? Like, Bo is still talking about his frat party days. Like, they're still relevant today. Like, I think you're going to be fine if he joins you. Like, he's not competition. I'm sorry to say it. So yeah, I was friendly to him too, and ultimately, I think being friendly with him gets you like a better outcome in this chapter. But. I'll talk about that later. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions, theories, or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast.gmail.com. Make sure to specify whether you want to be shouted out or not, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Questions can be related to books we've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't discussed yet, or even questions that you'd like to ask us. Alternatively, you can go to our ask box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that it's for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. So Quinn and Bo will make their way to the deposition and they will meet the opposing lawyer whose name is Lena. So during the scene, we will get to see Willow interact with her daughter and her housemaid. And just like, frankly, she's pretty much a terrible person, like all around. Like she's not nice to our team. She's not nice to her housemaid and she's not even nice to her daughter. So... There's just literally, like, not a single attribute of this woman that is likable. So we already know where this is going (laughs) from the beginning of the scene. 
The deposition will begin with Quinn asking Willow why she is opposed to vaccines, and Willow will condescendingly apologize to Quinn and Bo for their quote-unquote being brainwashed by Big Pharma. And then she'll just basically cut the deposition short. She'd be like, I got other things to do. Lena, can you handle this? And she just walks away. So very just not helpful trip made over to her home. One thing that uh, Quinn does note is that in the scene, Willow left a check for her housemaid, but the check was paid from her personal account. And also it was like a very small dollar amount relative to how much you would usually pay someone for housework, which makes Quinn suspicious on why she's not actually paying from a business account and why she's paying so little. So there is a 16 diamond scene to investigate further and that will end up helping the case. So did you take this diamond scene? I did. I did. Because I'm prideful. Yeah, I did too. I did too because I was like, I'm gonna get this bitch. No, like literally, I was like, I'm gonna catch her slipping. I'm gonna I'm really catch her. First of all, I was like, what type of rich person just leaves their checks <laughs> just out like that? <laughs> like, I don't trust anybody who just leaves their checks out like that. So I yeah. already knew from the get go there was something to find. Yeah, it's, it's giving me very much like I dropped a $100 fraud, like a, a fake $100 yeah. bill, you know? Mm hmm. I was like, $200 for a day's work? I was like, is that enough? I don't know if it's enough. <laughs> I was sitting there trying to calculate in my head how much, how much like, home employees should be paid. I have no idea. But yes, I did take this fucking scene because I want to figure out what's going on. So if you do take the diamond scene, Bo will basically leave you to it. Like, you get to do this on your own. And Bo will say he's going to listen to the recording to make sure that you two didn't miss anything. You can either comment on it being a smart idea or a waste of time. So what did you say to him? I said, Bo, you do what your heart is telling you to do, okay? You do what you need to do, baby. I said, that was the shortest deposition I've ever seen. But if you want to listen to it, it's only going to be five minutes. So just go ahead, you know? So if your relationship with Bo at this point is good, he will also buy Quinn lunch, which is very, very nice of him. I have no idea what he says if your relationship is bad because I wasn't a bitch to him. So if you were, let me know because I'm interested in seeing how he responds. To right, because I, I know um, I had a smoothie waiting on me when I got back to my Yes, I guess. Yes, yes. And that shit was clutch. So Quinn will talk to the housemaid, Marsha, on her lunch break, and Marsha will confirm that Willow pays her via a personal check every day, as opposed to the usual bi-weekly that most people are used to from their employers, and the scene will end with Quinn calling Ava to meet. So Quinn will meet with Ava in her apartment, and then Quinn will ask to see Ava's employment contract, and Ava will confirm that her employment was a verbal agreement, and Ava never actually received a W-2 from her job. So later, Quinn will return to their office. Like Lucas mentioned, if you were nice to Bo, he left some notes and a smoothie in the fridge. And Bo's notes will confirm that he also felt that Willow was avoiding questions as it relates to her business. So I will say overall, I think being nice to Bo is a good thing. I don't really know where they're going to take this whole, like, uh, your choices affects your relationship with these characters in the future thing. I don't don't know if they're going to make it where it's like, if you side with somebody it's gonna harm your relationship with somebody else and you have to pick that to me that would be more interesting than just like do you want to be a bitch this yes because it gives me very big brother vibes where like the people that you've burned in the past are ultimately the ones who decide if you deserve the spot wow yeah i think that'd be really good yeah i think that'd be a really good twist because ultimately it's like when someone gets promoted you can't just be like cutthroat all the way through like when you get promoted, you still have to work with your coworkers. Exactly. And everyone knows that, like, when you get promoted, the people who have your back are the, the, ta- the, like, the status that you were just at. Like, a doctor knows yeah. not to be mean to the nurses because the nurses are the backbone of the fucking hospital. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine you burning bridges with all these people <laughs> and then ask asking them for favors to make your job easier. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. I don't think so. (laughs) So I think right now we're definitely better off being nice to everybody. And you know, Bo did us, you know, listen, he may be a little bit of a frat head. He is. He is. He's a lot of a frat head. But at least he was very kind and I appreciate the interactions with him from this chapter. I, I am warming up to him a little bit more as a character. So at this point, Gabe will arrive with takeout at the office so Quinn can take the opportunity to flirt with Gabe and he will admit that Quinn is his favorite senior associate, but then like pretty much like literally the next sentence, he tells Quinn not to read too much into him like bringing takeout to the office and I just have to say, 
this is one of the more painful romance arcs I've been a part of because with Gabe, he'll be like super, super flirty and then just be like, oh, never mind, bitch. Yes. I don't actually like you. Yes. It's very difficult. And to be honest, I don't really like it that much. Like, I feel like, I feel like here's what Pixelberry is trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, here is someone who's like definitely attracted to you, but is trying to like not let it go too far because obviously there is a professional relationship to maintain there, which I can respect. But I just feel like the writing, it just feels like I'm getting fucking whiplash. Yes, because like, yes, yes. Gable, oh, you're my favorite. <laughs> and like lick the outside of your ear. And then he'll be like, but never mind. I don't actually like you. No, this man would literally like lean forward lips brushing against yours and then do a full gymnast routine to get the fuck away from you like it's just like yeah. his fallback game is just so devastating like <laughs> it hurts it really hurts it's just to me not believable about like how a slow burn romance could actually go i'm trying to think of like actual good slow burn romances to be honest with you and i hate to say it I hate to say it, because I know in our last episode, in pretty much all the episodes, we talked shit about this book, and we read it. But I feel like even the slow burn from, like, the nanny affair yes. is more believable than this shit. Yes. Like, yes. Because, personally, I mean, later on in this episode, we'll talk about some romance some romance options you get with Ashlyn. And to me, even those are, like, better at being coy than Gabe is. So, I just personally don't really appreciate the way that they're writing this romance arc, and I just... I was texting Lucas earlier this week, and I said, if this man don't bend me over his desk by chapter eight, I'm going with Ashlyn. I'm going so he has, he has four more chapters for me, and then I'm going with Ashlyn, because I, I, need I can't something do more. this. All, the, all these almost kisses, I can't. I can't keep doing it to myself. No. Yeah, I can't keep doing this, like, hot breath on my neck, <laughs> and then I get blue balled. Like, Stop. I just can't do it anymore. Because <laughs> it really be like that. It really be like that. <laughs> It'd be like the hot breath on your neck is him saying like "fuck off." So like you get yeah. You're like, ah, mm, uh. He like I just imagine him like coming up behind Quinn like on a late night at the office when they're working, and then he like comes up, places his hands like the end of their biceps, and like slowly moves them up, like moves it over to your shoulder, starts like giving you a massage, and you're like, "Oh, it feels so good. Wow, this is so nice." And then you turn around, and he just like whispers, and he's like. I still don't like you. They're like dead ass, like <laughs> dead ass. Literally whispers in your ear, like you're a charity case. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this romance arc with Gabe, I'm. It's listen. It's getting a little tiring now. Okay, it's been a couple of chapters. I need a little bit more than this. So pretty much after you know he sidelines us um gable then notified quinn that the trial date is set for thursday which is a lot sooner than anyone had anticipated and gabe also notifies quinn that they will be taking the lead on this case so the day of the trial quinn gets ready for their big day so this is where we have a splurge or skip go ahead and start with i'll describe the female outfit it's called courtroom queen it's 25 diamonds and it, the description is a winning look and the actual outfit itself is just like basically just like a feminine kind of power suit. It's this very, I would say, very flattering shade of like royal blue. There are four buttons on the outfit itself. And then there is a black belt with a buckle that has like two golden buttons that match the buttons on the dress. And then there's like a chain that holds the that goes across like the two buttons. And then the power suit is a pencil skirt, which I love. I love a good pencil skirt. Love the way that they look. And then there is a gold necklace that has like a circular, looks like a circular kind of diamond piece on the end of it. So overall, very classy outfit. I think it's a nice outfit. And then do you want to describe the male outfit? Yeah, sure. So the male body outfit, uh, we still have that same like royal blue color. And it is his blazer, his slacks, and his vest are all that color. Um, His blazer and his outside vest, they have black buttons. And he's wearing like a, almost like a maroon type plum colored tie. 
and he has a handkerchief in his out pocket that is the same color. And then he has like a white striped um, undershirt that ties mm-hmm. it together. It's really nice. Glorious outfit. Not worth no damn 25 diamonds though. Yeah, I will say like very nice suit no matter what gender you're looking at. I did not spend the money because this is a steep, this is steep. fucking price outfit this for one steep. court case. It's a one day outfit. It is a one day outfit. When are we ever going to come across a splurge or a skip where we actually splurge, Lucas? Can I ask you? (laughs) Like, when is that going to happen for us? Like, it's just so crazy how the diamond inconsistency when it comes to some outfits. Because some outfits, I'll be like, yeah, I'll splurge. Like, that's 12 diamonds. Like, that's not that bad. Like, I'll splurge. That's cute. But 25 diamonds? Bitch, I'll lose the case. I don't care. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, you said I will lose this case today. Fuck Emma. <laughs> yeah, no, I just could not bring myself. To me, the outfit was a little bit too plain, which, like, I understand, right? It's a courtroom. You're trying to be professional. I understand that you can't necessarily have the flashiest outfit at a courtroom. But then can we please price it appropriately? That's the whole thing. If they had actually priced this at, like, 12 diamonds, maybe even 15, I probably would have gotten it. It's not a bad outfit. But the 25, all. that's where they fucked up with me. Is the 25. 25. I looked at 25 diamonds, and I said... You know what? You ain't no mother. She is right. Why are you vaccinating her daughter? Like, oh, <laughs> you're like all of a sudden I will be joining Willow's defense team. Yes. <laughs> I will be joining her team. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> it was the price. It was the price. It was the price that I took issue with. That was really the only thing. But other than that, I had to say. Great outfits, you know, our MCs look amazing in them, and they're going to go kick some ass in the courtroom case we talk about in a couple minutes, but I I could not bring myself to spend 25 diamonds on this outfit. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, unless the judge just literally looks at us and they're like, damn, girl, you look good. Like, unless the judge is going to do right, that during court, right, then I have right. no business spending 25 right. fucking this diamonds judge on this be, This judge better look at me and be like, damn, you wanna? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> He just automatically bangs the gavel and is like, uh, case dismissed. <laughs> that is the thing that would have to happen <laughs> would have to. this fucking time outfit. Oh, so yeah, we both skipped beautiful, beautiful outfits, but I just, I'm not spending $25 on that. All right, before we move on to the rest of the chapter, let me interrupt to plug our socials. We are at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram and at Play Choices Pod on Twitter. You can also go to playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com for a Tumblr page, which is where I post any episode notes that I have, like links to posts I've mentioned, photos I've mentioned, or more. We're also available for listening on all major platforms, so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's a funky thing with the algorithm that helps us a lot. I wish I could explain it more in depth, but I just know that it helps us, so we do appreciate any reviews that you leave us. And as always, we are a growing podcast, so if you see us pop up on your socials, we do appreciate a share, a retweet, or a reblog, depending on the platform you see us on. We also appreciate it when you share our podcast with your fellow Choices-loving friends. And now, back to the episode. So the trial will kick off with Lena asking Willow questions about her daughter to pull on the jury's heartstrings. Quinn will begin examining Willow, and if you choose to ask her if her employees are vaccinated, it basically leads to Willow going on a record, calling Ava an employee, which Quinn will later say will serve well for a settlement meeting. In the settlement meeting, Gabe will request that Willow drop the case, pay Eva a year's worth of salary, and then give her a job reference. Selena will kind of like proudly kind of scoff before Gabe reveals that they will countersue for wage theft since Willow didn't actually pay taxes for any of her employees, which makes her guilty of tax fraud, which is a felony. And Willow will basically admit to this like she just couldn't figure out the paperwork. I'm like, bitch, you are rich enough to hire someone. Hire someone to have a lawyer do that for you. Come on, bitch. And then she was like, oh, it's just like with the vaccines and like the government doesn't have the right to my money. I'm like, bitch, no, (laughs) no. So you will win the settlement. The entire team will go to the bar. Gabe will compliment Quinn on their work and then buy the team drinks. Later, Quinn will meet Lena, who, as a reminder, was the lawyer for the opposing team, who will show a lot of respect for the way that Quinn managed the case. And Lena will invite Quinn to go back to their place for 20 diamonds. Did you actually pick the scene? I should have, because Gabe not giving me nothing, but I did. Oh, I did. 
I did not either. I will say it's definitely a pretty cheap diamond scene for like how descriptive the scene is. I did watch it on YouTube, but it's pretty much like a light BDSM scene, which like I've, I've had enough of those. So um, for anyone who doesn't know what we're referencing, there is like a scene that happens in another book. It was pretty infamous in like Pixelberry history for its BDSM because it was just a very bad portrayal of it. And I just really did not have the confidence that they were going to be able to execute this one well. So I did not take it. I will say as a side note, Lucas, a lot of people were excited about this scene because the character sprite that's used in the book is actually female Robin from the Nanny Affair. And a lot of people wanted to bone Robin. Obviously, mm-hmm. we are amongst mm-hmm. one of them. Um, so a lot of people were just very excited to be able to sleep with a character that was basically the same sprite as Robin, even though it was not Robin. So there was some excitement for the scene, but personally, I didn't take it. It's not necessarily a badly written scene for what I could tell, but also I probably would have taken it anyways. Just listen, don't cancel me. Don't cancel me for what I'm about to say. I don't think female Robin is that attractive. I actually find her face quite scary. If it was male Robin, I would have been down. Period. I would have been down. But female Robin, she scares me. Yeah, same. So I was not going to take the scene regardless. But um, if y'all did, I hope y'all got your nut. And congratulations. So then Quinn will return to their apartment the next morning and we'll get a text from Gabe warning of a new competition that will take place the next day. And we're left off on that note. So that will lead us to chapter four, which is titled The Issue is Moot. And the chapter summary says McGraw Byrne holds a court challenge and the stakes couldn't be higher. So picking off from where we left off in chapter three, the entire firm will gather at the office the next day for the announcement. And Sadie will announce that they are holding a moot court session where the associates will compete against each other. The associates will be working on an old case that Sadie was a part of a few years ago and the trial will start the next day. So we have like less than 24 hours to actually get all of our shit together for the trial. When the announcement ends, the senior associates will talk amongst themselves and Ashlyn will reveal that it's pretty fairly well known that anyone who actually wins the moot case is on the fast track to making partner. So the competition feels quite pointless knowing that if like we already know that whoever wins is going to become partner more than likely. Right, right. It just it feels it feels like the competition has now become redundant. It seems odd that they would add that note. I w- it would make more sense if Ashlyn was like, oh, yeah, it really helps. Like, it could really boost your rankings if you win. But to just straight up say that, like, no one's ever become partner without doing that, it just feels like it kind of overwrites the entire competition. So I don't really know how I felt about that commentary. It made me feel like, well, what what the fuck am I doing if I could just win Moot Court and just coast the rest of the way to the promotion? But, yeah, so either way, we get a sense that this court is like very very important to the firm so then the senior associates will meet with sadie in another room before she begins gabe will again flash the rankings so where did you land this time i still was number one okay same here so gabe will put everyone into teams with quinn and ashlyn being on one team and everyone else on the other we learned that the plaintiff was an employee of a company called auger so how i'm going to pronounce it the plaintiff claims the company made profit off of one of his ideas but never actually compensated him. And the plaintiff signed an intellectual property clause, which states that all ideas conceived during employment would belong to the company. But the plaintiff claims that he had the idea prior to even joining the company, which means that it belongs to him. After getting this info, Quinn can pick which side to represent. So who did you choose? I chose the employee. Same here. Again, probably continuing to go for like the plus little guy. <laughs> stereotype i can't really can't explain it was kind of like a gut decision why i went with the employee like i can't really verbalize it but i mean either way like sadie and gabe pretty much said that like you can win either side right so i don't think it really mattered i guess it just depends on which one you feel like you personally have like more passion for but i don't really know if i feel passionate about either of them because this case like already over so (laughs) So the teams will separate and we will learn that Quinn and Ashlyn have Ryan on their team. So Ryan, our favorite paralegal, we love him. We stand him. One of my faves. 
Um, as they begin to diving into the case, we will learn that Sam came up with the idea for Smart Windows and that the idea generated 10% of Augur's profit, all of which came from just commercial properties. And then Ryan will come back with coffees and will offer to help the team go through case documents, which is 17 diamonds if you did purchase the scene. So did you take the scene? Yes, I was like, Ryan, baby, what you got to say? Yes, I took the scene. I want to spend some time with Ryan and... Additionally, I mean, you would just continue to get extra clues on the case, so I was definitely spending that coin. If Laws of Attraction was a person, they would be elbow deep in my purse right no, now. No, elbow fucking deep. Like, I'm not going nowhere. Y'all know that I don't spend diamonds like this. But I really do feel like Laws of Attraction has a gun at the base of my neck. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't walk away. I, I don't know what it is. I just keep spending diamonds. Like, I have to diamond mine the other books in order to afford this book. <laughs> That's what's happening Law right of now. <laughs> said, where are you going? You said, nowhere, nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. Nowhere, never mind. No, I'm right here. I'm right nowhere. Here. No, right not here. unless you come with me, baby. No, not unless <laughs> not you come unless with me. It's me and you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did take the diamond scene. If you do, Quinn and Ryan will go to a park nearby to look at all the witness statements, and Quinn will begin to suspect that Sam had a workplace romance with a colleague, which seems like a big secret that could like crack open the case. So later, Quinn will go to the library and find Gabe there. Gabe will offer to take Quinn out to clear their head of the case. Did you take this diamond scene? I, I did, again. <laughs> this is the one diamond scene I did not take, because I am tired of this motherfucker leading me on <laughs> that's exactly what so... he did but let's recap. <laughs> let's recap and tell our listeners what happened he took us on a date and then said what do you think this was a date i said oh <laughs> oh i'm sorry i i misunderstood i felt like anna in chapter seven of the nanny affair let me stop <laughs> the way your hot breath was on my neck this whole fucking time i was confused i'm sorry I, I, i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry you kept blowing kisses at me from across the room and i would i guess i had my fucking bad for misinterpreting that as romance <laughs> so you didn't eat anything but you were just licking your lips the whole time <laughs> pretty much yeah exactly so if you do take the diamond scene gabe will take quinn to a chinese restaurant it's a really playfully flirty scene where gabe opens up about his like massive win in his moot court case and then after hearing the story, Quinn will seem distressed about having to be creative because Gabe, Gabe basically says like moot court is just basically seeing how creative you can be with the law. And Quinn will get kind of stressed out about that. And Gabe will comment that Quinn showed a lot of creativity with the tree law case from the first chapter and that that creativity was why Gabe pushed Sadie to hire Quinn. So let's pause there. Let's please pause. I'm just confused because one... We did not see Gabe the day that Sadie gave this offer, so I wasn't even aware that Gabe was there. Right. Number two. In an earlier scene from chapter two of this book, when y'all went out into the bar and he was chatting with Quinn the night before they got called in for the Caden case, I think it mm -hmm. was, Gabe makes a comment where he's like, I finally see what Sadie saw on you. And now you're trying to tell me that you were the reason why we got hired? It's the gaslighting for me. Pixelberry needs to just stick with one get plot. an editor. Get an editor, please, for the love of God. Edit your dialogue. Because in chapter two, this fan was like, oh, I can finally see what Sadie sees in you. I didn't get it at first, but now I see it. And now he's like, yeah, I pushed Sadie to hire you. I'm like, can you decide what side that you want to take? Do you think I was stupid? Or did you believe in me from day one? Because I can't, I can no longer tell anymore. So... To me, that was just a huge inconsistency in the writing that honestly kind of pissed me off a little bit. Pissed me <laughs> the fuck off. Pissed me off. It I said, me why are we off. just learning about this? How many diamonds have I already spent on this man? And this was what wants to come out of nowhere? It just feels like just straight up manipulation to me at this point. Yes! <laughs> yes! How are you going to tell me one day I didn't believe in you and then the next day tell me I pushed for her to hire you because I knew that you would be good? Which one is it, sir? Which side are you taking today? One of the many reasons why I'm glad I did not take this fucking scene. Because I could not emotionally handle that when I saw it on YouTube. I said, oh. It hurt. I'm glad I didn't waste my time because he's pissing me off. So after the whole dialogue, y'all go back into the car 
I think it's Quinn that says something along the lines of, like, is getting food the only reason why you brought me out here? And then Gabe will be like, be careful, bitch. It sounds like you're flirting with me. And then Quinn can be like, okay, what if I was? Yes. Which I respect Quinn for doing. And then Gabe basically teases you, licks licks your ear, licks your neck, and then goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's risky. (laughs) I gotta go. He's like, I like risk, but this is a little bit too risky for me. I gotta go. Bye-bye. And it's just it's just a waste of time. So if you ever wanted to know what was the quickest way to throw 18 diamonds in the trash, you can buy the scene. And you will end up right where you were before with this man. So after the scene, Quinn and Ashton will just continue to work together on the case. And then Ashton will get a text confirming that the entire law firm will be present when they go to trial, which I guess is like fairly unusual for moot court. That's the cliffhanger that we are left off on. All in all two very beefy chapters Mm -hmm. um definitely chapter five is going to be quite beefy which is why we couldn't fit it in for this recording if there's nothing else that you want to comment on i think it's time for us to go to our rapid fire impressions yes let's do it i love it sadie uh mysterious bitch did did you want me or did gabe want me i'm mad with her i don't want yeah like (laughs) i feel like we need to have a sit down talk with the two of them and be like who believed in me cool i'm confused Ryan. Oh, love him. Stand him. Love him. Good best friend. Good good best friend vibes. He's so great. I want him on every case that I work on. Game. <sighs> Child. Next. Pissing me off. Just, just, next. Just, just next. <laughs> Ashlyn. Um, I'm starting to like her more. I like her, I like her character. I like the... I kind of like the writing style because it's just obvious that like every case that you're going to be on, you're going to be with her because she's an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to know if there's going to be like some sort of plot device that separates them because they're on a different case. I'm curious to see where they're going to take her relationship. But like, yeah, no, like she she's cute. I, I like her. She's cute. She might I might flirt with her. Who knows? Gabe pissing me off. You better get it together or I'm going to be gone because I just can't. I don't have the time, I don't have the patience, I don't have the will to deal with this man. And when you flirt with Ashlyn, she's like way, you know, just more, way more like open to it. And she flirts back in like a way that's actually professional. Mm. Like she's like, we're working right now, so let's not get distracted. But also, really love it. Love the energy you're giving me, but like, let's wait until later, you know? I'm a really, really big fan of Ashlyn. The more I look at her character design, the more that I'm like, wow, she's actually really cute. So if Gabe, like I said, like I said earlier, if Gabe doesn't bend me over his desk by chapter eight, I'm moving on. I don't have the time. <laughs> time is our most precious resource. And if you can't fuck me tomorrow, then like I have no need for it. Sorry. Bo. Um, better, better. Yeah, just standard frat boy, standard like he would really be crucial to cases that I feel like I wouldn't win. Like these like frat boy cases, these college boy cases, these like, what do I look like trying to like talk to them? Like I'm one of them. No, I'm going to send him Bo. I don't got time. Bo handle it. <laughs> Have we come across a case where you felt like that was the case? No, not yet. Because the case, we're always fighting for the underdog, right? Cause that's our whole mm-hmm. stick. But like, what if a case in the future, we're defending someone who doesn't need, who shouldn't be defended because it's not our job. Like we're lawyers. We just do what we're hired to do. I I would like to see that trope a little bit less. I would like to see how Quinn handles being on a case where we're defending. Willow. They don't necessarily <laughs> want to be on the side that they're on. Right. You know, uh, Quinn's going to have to get over this whole passion thing. That was one useful thing that I think Gabe said is that like passion can be like really risky. And that's, that's where I agree with him on that. For sure. Bo, absolutely. Again, I still think he's just as airheaded as I did last time, but he's like he's a friendly airheaded, yes. right? Yes. Like I think everyone who's been to college and has like dealt with frats has like a likable frat that they liked, right? Like there's always one or two people from the frat where you're like, you're stupid, but you're very friendly, and I kind of fuck with how stupid you are. Right. So that's how I feel about Bo. Okay, before we get on with the rest of the chapter, let me interrupt with some plugs. So you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices 
dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support. If we haven't convinced you yet, listen to this amazing, amazing commercial that Lucas and I put together for you. It takes me hours. (laughs) It takes me, no, keep singing. It takes me hours to record. No, keep doing it. It takes me hours to record and edit this podcast. And with your donation of $1 a month could save me from smashing her fucking head into a wall. Thank you so much. And back to our episode. Martin? Oh, just irrelevant, really. I mean... I just really don't understand. He's always got to be, like, this antagonist that I just truly don't like or vibe with at all. Like, in the fucking court case, he, when, because, you know, in in the beginning, Quinn was not doing too hot in front of everybody. And then Martin was like, oh, yeah, good job on getting reprimanded by the judge. I was like, bitch, we about to win the settlement case, ho. And then you can eat my fucking dust. Like, we over here pulling L from Legally Blonde. Like, we trying to be stupid, but really, we 10 steps ahead. I'm like, damn, right, I'm exactly. like, I, the judge don't even know what I'm about to hit him with. Like, stop playing with me. Even Gabe was like, what are you doing up there? Quinn was like, let's go, let's go to, let's go to the different room. Yes, okay, right, like. And lastly, Gigi. She confuses me. Because it's like, mm-hmm. it almost feels like she's the only one not after this position. Yeah. Like, it's like she's truly just there to, like, absorb I I don't know, like, actually just, like, being there. Like, I don't think she's motivated by her drive to, like, secede. Like, she just really wants to learn everything. Like, she always knows the most about every case, but yet she doesn't do anything about it. (laughs) It's just very weird. Like, like, what's her angle? I don't really know if my opinion of her has changed all that much from the last chapters. I feel like we really didn't get any time to interact with her. Yeah, I would say my opinion has not changed from the last time. I mean, she doesn't really seem that, like, inspired by the competition yes, like you said yes. so i don't really know what her goal is exactly and that makes me nervous like i'm like gg all right so those are the rapid impressions and then now we have bingo so let's go through it so just picking off from the top of the unmarked boxes we have mc can sleep with their boss eventually but not right now we can't mark that right now yeah no the opposition is friends with the judge we don't know that. Mm-mm. Open heart, suddenly it hits you trope, wins a case. Ooh. What counts as a suddenly it hits you trope? Because I feel like what happened in this case with Willow wasn't a suddenly it hits no, you. No, 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 no. He definitely worked. No. Yeah, definitely worked towards it. Gwen definitely, you know, was putting in that work. Yeah, so I don't think that counts. MC has better ideas than very experienced lawyers. Um, I mean, Quinn did win a settlement case that Gabe had no idea was coming. That is true. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think we can mark that. Yeah, I would mark it because I think without Quinn kind of pushing that angle, they would not have been able to win that case for Ava. Okay, and then MC gives legal advice to random people. I don't really think I've seen anything that has. No, we haven't been able to step away from the fucking office. Pro bono lawyers will still make a lot of money. Haven't really gotten any dialogue that confirms that. Mm. The tragic story of a loved one getting screwed by the legal system. Hmm. Uh, I mean, could we do the the undersettlement? I'm gonna let you pick. Ugh. I mean, to me, tragic would seem like. You had the right cards, but still lost the game. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that case wasn't strong enough as it is. So, like, guys, I'm just gonna have to hold out on that one. Like, I understand that was sad, but like that literally happens every day. Like that that's that's not also I truly do feel like with the foreshadowing, we know that it's gonna get resolved somehow. True, so. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so I just don't really believe that. Yeah, I don't think it's the right time. Yeah, uh uh-uh. Yeah. Okay, the next one is a misuse of billable hours, which we haven't necessarily heard any kind of, like, controversy over that yeah, quite no. yet. 
MC adopts a pet from a client. No. Deposition goes horrible, but trial goes well. Yes. yes. I'm marking that <laughs> literally right fucking now. Yes. Literally right She now. literally answered two questions, and it wasn't even ones that we asked. So, like... <laughs> yeah, like, she didn't even want to talk to us at all, really. Um, someone's parents are in law, but they aren't passionate about law. No. No, we don't really know that in the future i might change that to just like someone's relatives i feel like Bo could maybe fit into that but i don't know we'll have to see mc rivals with someone for no reason other than drama i mean it's really starting to feel like this with martin I... <laughs> yes yes because his a not competition and b all these jabs they're not even insulting like they just get like passed over like martin what are you even talking about like yeah, like, literally just ignores them. I will say someone may, like, kind of disagree with us because there is a reason because we are all in competition together. But I will just say, like, no one else is being as nasty as Martin. Like, there's just no need to – I just – what's the point? I'm marking it because I don't get it. I don't see what the issue is, Martin. Since day one, he's been after me. He's just jealous. Just on my dick more than fucking Gabe is. Like, can we switch that around? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> These characters not being consistent. Oh, MC has only one long-term client for the whole book. No, no but like, no, 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 no. No, because even if we the, can't mark that yet, if that one case comes back, it's still not the whole book. Yeah. Okay, then another one. MC hooks up with an ally at work. No, no. one could wish, but no. We wish. Chapter 8, Gabe. You're on a deadline. MC has no free time outside of work. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's still a little bit too early. Because, I mean, like, we went to get Chinese food and stuff. Like, <laughs> I mean, bitch, but that don't count, bitch. We gotta eat. Like, you gotta have to carve out time <laughs> to eat. I'm The reason why I'm saying I'm kind of leaning towards yes is because during the actual scene with Lena, like, Quinn makes some comment where he's like, yeah, of course I can't do that. I'm a lawyer. Like, I don't spend any time outside of work. Yes, that's true. It was in the dialogue. I think I'm going to mark it. The opposite is that MC has a lot of free time despite being a lawyer. So I guess I'll mark that if, like, in later chapters, all of a sudden we wilding out. But right now I can't necessarily say that. MC will get gifts from a client. No. I don't think so. Someone will be cutthroat about the competition. Martin. Martin. I'm marking that. For no reason. A lawyer sticks to their moral code. I feel like we haven't necessarily been put in a position where anyone has to, is like losing something in order to be a good person. Right, exactly. So that's when I'll mark that. And then a lawyer does something unethical to win the competition, which I haven't, I don't feel like I've seen. No. So I will say this is definitely the closest bingo that we've gotten so far. I personally think, especially this early on into a book, it'd be like two blocks away. Okay. And probably two blocks away in like three different areas. There's three different kind of rows that we can get two blocks on and we'll win. So overall making very good progress. Again, all the prompts were provided to us by Cass. So thank you very much, Cap, for providing the prompts. And thank you very much for listening because that is the end of our episode. Tune in next week. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.